The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The doctor will see us now. Dr. Parker Fleming at Stats of War on X, also with Sumer Sports. He's here to talk a little college football. Parker, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. So why don't we start with, with the story of the year when it comes to college football, and that is Colorado. And it's one of those things where, you know, all of us in the data science community are sort of scrambling to figure out what is the true power rating when it comes to the Buffaloes? Because I think everybody, data science or not, you know, we probably had uh, soured priors on them. But after a couple of games, how good are they really? Yeah, I think anyone who's going to create a model and have preseason priors in it is going to use some form of, you know, continuity of talent, continuity of coaches, recent history and performance. And Colorado really didn't check the boxes on any of those. We knew they had some talent, but specifically the offensive line, I think, is where I've been really, really surprised with with Colorado. Uh, I don't think they're great at this exact moment, but they are much better than I thought they were. And they're giving Shooter Sanders a fighting chance uh, against TCU, for example. He was pressured on 36% of his dropbacks, but he had an average time to throw of 4.18. He was getting enough space, was able to move around the pocket and create, and that offensive line goes a long way. Uh, Colorado ninth in uh, raw offensive EPA per play. They're 73rd in defense, so I don't think they're as complete a team as they've been presented. I do think the hype is a little bit high on them, but a very impressive job to be where they are right now. Obviously, they can't control things like Jeff Sims making some just absurd mistakes and letting that Nebraska game get out of hand or multiple red zone interceptions by TCU uh, with kind of a first-time starter at quarterback there as well. So some good breaks for Colorado, but um, you, you absolutely can't, uh, you know, can't, can't say enough about what they've done and what they've built uh, so far, even if I do think they're a little overhyped. 
I'm really interested in Colorado overs. I think more so than than spread oh. for the rest of the rest of the year. Uh, I think that their offense is going to score, and I think that Deion Sanders has shown us he has no intention of taking his foot off the gas at any point in any game this season. Okay, so so the pace is going to be up there for their games. Uh, so we've seen the big adjustment, and it ended up being not, not an over adjustment, like some were suggesting a week ago with the point spread. But you you think the value might be more in just watching their totals instead, because everybody's going to be in on just backing the buffs no matter what numbers posted. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you were, um, you know, a bold enough person uh, and, and bold might not be the right word to get some of these games um, earlier for Colorado, maybe there's some value. But now I think that that market's going to be pretty saturated and, uh, and pretty well picked over. So I would definitely be looking for, um, you know, can, can, can they keep up this high volume passing? Can they continue to put up numbers knowing that they want to do things like keep Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter in the national conversation. I mean, they're second in rush rate over expected right now. So they are rushing 18.6 percentage points less than the average team given down distance yard line. Uh, even at the end of games, they are just absolutely chucking the ball. So uh, that plus, I think that the defensive depth is a little bit worrisome. So they've played well right now, but I do, I do think that as the season goes on, that depth is going to get a little bit tested. So you've got a high octane offense scoring a bunch of points. You've got a defense that as we see in the TCU game, we'll let you score some points as well. I, I think that these totals are uh, not adjusting quickly enough. Uh, what is it? 59 and a half or 60. I think you can still get Colorado state Colorado this weekend. Colorado could put that up by themselves. How do you rate Texas? They looked better than Alabama in every way, and they look like they're ready for the SEC. How do you rate them, the Longhorns, overall moving forward? Yeah, they had a uh, Texas had a um, a couple points left on the board, a couple drops, a couple mistakes, and that 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 game could have been certainly more one sided than it than it was. Uh, really like the explosion. I think that the two things that I believed about Texas coming in from this offseason to the regular season was one that this is the year. Texas is the clear and away favorite with the talent that they have. And uh, last season, a couple bad breaks. You think about the Bijan Robinson fumble against Texas Tech. You think about one of the worst offensive line performances that the University of Texas has ever seen uh, in terms of penalties against Oklahoma State. And uh, Texas was a lot closer last year. Uh, one, one blown coverage against TCU. Uh, you know, the, the, the margins were very, very narrow. I have them as the cleared away favorite in the Big 12. Secondly, we talked about, hey, we need Quinn Ewers, we being Texas, we need Quinn Ewers to spend the entire offseason with a trash can um, and just working on those timing routes. <laughs> just, just find the ball where it needs to go, man. You, you got you got to figure that out. Looked like something was off last year. They get Isaiah Nayer back. They get A.D. Mitchell from Georgia. Um, I, they, they, I have them as a clear and away favorite for the Big 12. I have uh, given out tick, uh, plays for them to make the playoff uh as well i think that that you know that that at plus money was still really really a positive um bet they they are the clear and away favorite i have them favored against every big 12 team except oklahoma by double digits right now it is interesting what was it yours first uh touchdown of 20 plus air yards happened in the alabama game of all times uh so that was definitely uh intriguing to say the least by the way uh Talking about Colorado, uh, 59 and a half is the total against Colorado State, 69 and a half against Oregon. The line there is uh, Oregon minus 14 and a half. So definitely that's something where we could very well be interested in the shootout. But circling back to Colorado here, as far as like some futures, uh, over six and a half wins I'm seeing is minus 162, under six and a half is uh, plus money. And then Colorado, as you mentioned before, I mean, they've got the they're seventh in terms of odds to win the Pac-12 at 25 to one. 
any takes on any of those futures bets for the Buffaloes? Uh, yeah, I think that this this point, um, there, there's still so much uncertainty with Colorado that I think you're just buying into momentum. I think you're just buying into, you know, Big Noon Saturday going and and being there. <laughs> I, I don't see a lot of values there just because I do think the Pac-12 is a battle of who can minimize their flaws the most. Uh, a lot of good teams in the Pac-12, what, eight teams are, are ranked currently. And I think the ceiling for all of those teams is extremely high. But you've got to look at who can kind of minimize their 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 weaknesses, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. It's it's not um, unrelated that we see a ton of good quarterback play in a conference with a lot of bad defenses, um, and, and and that's not to minimize the quarterback play, but just to say that is the style there. So whoever's going to win the Big Twelve or the Pac twelve is going to be a team that is complete and balanced. And like I mentioned earlier, I don't know enough about Colorado's depth right now to, to advise any kind of play on a future that you didn't have before the season. I think I've just started saying, hey, I'm comfortable enough with this offense now that I think overs are not priced well. Um, but I don't know that there's value on Colorado for Pac-12 winner or for um, you know something, something like playoff here other than, hey, this is the fun storyline. Let me put $10 on it and see what happens. And I don't know if that's a winning strategy in the long run to, uh, to make such informed bets. Parker, let's hit on some disagreement with your numbers. Are there any specific teams that stand out, whether we're talking about the betting market, any value, conference, title, win total, whatever, in the betting market or just what, what you're seeing out there as far as rankings, teams being talked about, where you just find it laughable, where, where you're saying, okay, I've got a team that is, this one's being overrated or this one's being completely underrated and people will eventually catch up. Um, yeah, can, can I put uh, can I just put a little egg on my face to, to start here? Yeah. Um, Cincinnati has looked really good to start the season. That game against Pitt, I think they did more, more than I thought. I was pretty low on the hire. I was pretty low on Emory Jones uh, coming in and the continuity they had, and they've overperformed. So I do want to give them credit. Again, these are raw, unadjusted, but they're eighth in offensive EPA per play, twentieth in defensive EPA per play. Um, pretty rush heavy, so I don't know how that necessarily translates to Big 12 play, but I have moved them up five or six points in, in power ratings uh, just off of what they've done this season because I did not expect the team to look like they do right now. So that's that's one team that I think I was a little bit um, low on and have been, um, I think, hey, the the, the, the market, we'll, we'll see how it uh, core, or, um equilibrates in uh, Big 12 play. But that's a team that I have circled as, hey, maybe I was a little bit too low on them. Um, another team that I think uh, I, I'm interested in, I, I think Oklahoma is a little bit undervalued. They're, you know, sitting, sitting at 19th overall. They are the clear second favorite in the Big 12. And the stat that I really like about Oklahoma is last year, Dylan Gabriel was the second, or excuse me, was the highest graded Big 12 quarterback uh, in games that he played. I think that injury revealed some depth of the quarterback position. They were running Davis Bevel out there. And then we kind of got the quit factor happening. Everybody got their shot in against Oklahoma. Um, and so depending on where you could get Oklahoma to win the Big 12 right now, um, that that's potentially interesting to me because I think they are the most likely team to make that conference championship game. And pending the first result with Texas, you could be uh, on a positive side there. The other one that I'm still not believing is North Carolina. I have an under at uh, eight and a half. I don't love that defense. I think that South Carolina's offense is, is really bad. And the North Carolina defense kind of got a little bit 
um, over uh, overhyped with that performance against South Carolina. But they, you know, they survived a couple games that, that, that maybe they shouldn't, specifically that App State game. And with Drake May, that offense is still first in EPA per play, even if that defense is 122nd. So they will let people score. Uh, interested to see how they um, finish down the stretch, but I'm still pretty low on that defense, and I think that it will show itself as the season goes. So North Carolina, a little bit too high, I think, as well. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right. Uh, Parker, I'm curious about your research on which teams spread the ball around the most and least, and as betters, what we can take away and learn from this. Yeah, so um, that is, look, uh, I'm an economist by trade, and I, I feel like I have to justify the classes that I took. And so I like to use things from that. And uh, yeah, this is this is the Gini coefficient. It's a measure of distribution and inequality. And uh, a lot of development researchers use it. It's just a way to say, hey, how concentrated are the targets? So if the numbers one, right? Closer you are to one, the the fewer that you're spreading out, uh, or, or the fewer guys you're spreading the ball out to. So if if my number is perfectly one, then I'm throwing the ball to one guy every time. If the number's zero, I'm spreading it out all around. And it's really interesting when you look at the leaderboard. You've got Wake Forest and SMU at the top, but then you've got a UAB, a Jacksonville State, a UConn, a Southern Miss, a Charlotte, some some not as good teams kind of right behind them, right? So two teams that can really spread it out with good offense, and then and then three or four teams that aren't as good. So what what that matters matters, um, what that points out to me is actually kind of more on the other side. So one, Wake Forest SMU can put a lot of pressure on opposing defenses. So I'm going to start to look at cornerback safeties. I'm going to look at, you know, the PFF grade or the, the underlying stats for those third and fourth defensive backs when you're playing a Wake Forest and SMU, because that's going to matter. They distribute the ball. On the other hand, if I look at these teams that are at the top, um, it's, it's a little bit confusing because like Louisiana Monroe is first in terms of concentration of targets. They're bad. They only have one guy. That's, that's why it is. But you look at Florida State is second. Minnesota is up there. Um, in terms of concentration, uh, Virginia, Boise State, UTSA. Uh, what I'm looking there is, do opposing defenses have a dude to match up 
with 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 the guy here, the Florida State, right? Wilson and Coleman. You've got to you've got to account for both of those guys. If you can't account for those two. It doesn't matter what your third and fourth defensive back are doing. You've got to stop them there. So I think this is a really nice, interesting kind of, I just like descriptive metrics that help me peel back some layers on a matchup. Looking at something like this helps me kind of understand, okay, how important is depth at the cornerback position going to be? How important is one-on-one best on best going to be? And that helps me again, I make my model and then kind of go through and, and say, do I like this or do I not? That's something that might tip scales in, in, in one way or the other. I've been trying to explain Genie coefficients to Joe for months now, and I really appreciate <laughs> you doing that uh, so well. So thank you so much for that, Parker. Uh, what do you make of the SEC West here? Because Alabama, as we mentioned, already lost to Texas. LSU has a bad loss uh, you know, to Florida State, given your perspective. Texas A&M has a loss to Miami. Is it possible that the winner of the SEC West just won't be as good as they've been in years past? Or does it open the door for, say, a surprise team like maybe an Ole Miss, for instance, with Jackson Dart? Yeah, if there was ever a year that Ole Miss was actually going to do it, I think it would be this year, just because similar, similar to the Pac-12, the SEC West does have – um, I don't think I don't think the SEC West is as deep in terms of consistency of competition as the Pac-12 certainly, but um, uh, you know the top end could still theoretically get there. We saw this offseason. Brian Kelly at Media Days was saying, "I'm concerned about the defense." That's not like a paraphrase. That's not reading between the lines. Literally, he was saying, "I'm concerned about this defense." He used that word. Uh, so we know LSU got some issues on the back end there, and Jaden Daniels. His pressure to sack ratio is 31.6 last year. It's up in the high 20s right now. That's a really sticky stat that tells you a lot. If teams can pressure him, he's going to he's gonna be super limited. And, and so I think that in his second year in the league, people know how to accommodate him a little bit better. But you start to look at teams like Ole Miss, like Arkansas, like Mississippi State, like even Auburn, who I think looked really bad in, in, a, in, a, in a win over Cal. Um, you look at these teams and think, okay, what is their killer instinct? And it, it, it comes back to, okay, I think talent is going to matter. So you come back to LSU, concerned about the defense, Texas A&M, uh, I don't know that I'm loving them. I think, I think that we come back to, it's, it's almost inevitable that Alabama's at the top here. Alabama's going to get everybody shot. They're going to have to figure out how Jalen Milrow doesn't get spooked, how they can run that kind of dink and bomb offense and not have him throw it you know, 10 to 15 yards downfield over the middle of the field. That's, that's not working out well for him. Can they get those passes away? So um, on average, I think that the SEC West is down. Um, and I, I don't think that they'll get two playoff teams. The SEC will um, this year. I think that's, that's how down the SEC is, especially at the bottom with a couple of these teams that are rebuilding Mississippi state, trying to find that identity on offense. Uh, you know, as an example, Vanderbilt kind of up and coming, maybe a little bit of a harder out, but but certainly not a, a team that's really going to do a lot of damage. Uh, that bottom level of the SEC is is just so nebulous that I think the top end is 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 going to be um, a, a little bit more unclear. So I'm, I'm not, you know, saying the SEC's washed, they're low, Texas is going to run the SEC for the next couple of years. I am saying that we're, we're at a weird point with development cycles in terms of coaching coordinator continuity and where talent is. I mean, look at the guys who are transfer quarterbacks in the SEC. They're all, you know, it, it, is, it is truly an island of lost toys there. And uh, yeah, so I, I wonder if this is not the long run strategy that's going to be profitable in the SEC. We're going to see a shift back towards getting that five-star recruit quarterback, developing him and making it click. Dr. Parker Fleming, you can find him on X at Stats of War and also find his work at Sumer Sports. Thank you so much for your time, Parker. Greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for the evening. That's coming up here on the BetQL Network. 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.